Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz and our good friend, David Locke. What's going on, David? Not much. How are you, Jake? Hey, man, I'm I'm terrific. It was a little cooler today. It was quite nice. I'm sure Park City is just lovely. It was. I actually went and uh, have not played very much golf. In fact, I played my first 18 since the 4th of July and my second since June 8th. So I actually got 18 in today. Look at you. How did you hit them pure? I actually, well, considering now, this is, tells you whether you golf or not. Like, you should know the answer to how I hit them. I have not played at all, been it, done anything to screw up my, so I played great today. Now, if I go out tomorrow, <laughs> I'll be awful, and then I'll be worse the next day because <laughs> I'll start true. thinking about it, right? <laughs> that is how it works, yeah, it at is. least for me. Um, David, the big jazz news of the day, of course, uh, Steve Starks, president of the jazz, promoted uh, to CEO of the Larry H. Miller Group of Companies. Don Sterling is going to be the interim president as uh, the search now begins uh, for a permanent uh, replacement for Steve. But your overall thoughts on the, the big structure news today? I mean, I think it's over my head to have any idea. I do know that Steve is just one of the really good people I've ever met. Um and uh, you know he, we've all worked for Steve, and so um, I think the best way to characterize Steve is I think all of us have known the whole every time we've worked for him that um, that we were that he was interested in us doing well and trying to give us an environment for us to perform at our at our highest level. Um, that's all you can ask out of a boss, um, whether he's you know being the CEO of the Larry H. Miller Corporation and what that means is I mean that is a that's a that's a big time job. There's a lot to it. It's way above my head. Um, Don Sterling is just one of the all time favorites to anyone who's ever met them, uh, ever met him in their life. I pro- There's nobody who has ever met Don Sterling who has not left with some sort of super positive experience and felt uplifted and laughed and wanted to be around him again. Uh, I have I. I classify him as a mentor and a close friend um, and that is one of the things I'm most thankful in life and a gifted musician as well and songwriter he's, he's just every, he's just awesome right like every time you see Don Sterling you know more Don Sterling David uh, wanted to ask you how valuable is the experience for Donovan Mitchell to be involved in Team USA pretty mammoth I think it's great uh Talking to some trainers in the league, um, their feeling is it's very good for them, right? Like, you know, the the one thing guys really don't do a lot is run. Um, and so you want, you know, he's getting, he's run, he's getting a run in, he's really running and he's really playing. And I'm sure they're being careful with it, but he's, and then he's playing, he's going to be playing anyway. He's playing in a controlled environment against the best players. Um, I think it's great. Uh, and then the role of, you know, being part of USA and that, you know, that backcourt's still pretty good with, if I have it right, I'm so confused on who's on the team and who's not and when they're doing cuts. And I'm totally lost, frankly, with all the 
and uh, but if I have it right, you know, Kemba, Kyle Lowry, um, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan, and Marcus Smart are still all in that backcourt. So, um, you know, those are some those are pretty good players. I you know I don't know where Donovan fits into that. Uh, well, he'll be called uh, he'll be called upon for more, David, since uh, Marcus group. Smart was uh, injured and was will now sit for a while. Since what? I'm sorry. Marcus Smart was uh, what did he tweak, Jake? Uh, his calf. calf. His yeah. calf. And yeah, he's so. uh, not going to be with the team indefinitely. All right. So, I mean, I think Marcus Smart was probably the one who might get cut too. So that prop, those might be related. For all we know, um, you know, let the guy exit in a manner that doesn't make you think he's. You know, there's only 12 players on that team. So, um, if they're those are the four guards, probably. I mean, I, I think it's great. I mean, Donovan. I think people have forgot maybe have forgotten how great Donovan was post um, January first or whenever it was. I mean, somebody I read some, and obviously our schedule got easier. But I, I, I mean, I read the Ringer today called you know his underwhelming second season. Like, what the beep did you want? Right, like so he his scoring average went up like twenty, like three or four points. His three point shooting went up two or three points. Like, what did you what what would have been the like? Regular whelming, like what was it you wanted out of Donovan last year? His team won fifty games. Like I, I'm just a little, you know, that narrative is out there a little bit that year two is underwhelming. You know, he didn't make a big jump, but players don't. When when you average twenty points a game, twenty one points a game, four rebounds and four assists, and wow, the league your rookie year, you don't make a jump in year two. David Locke is with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <clears throat> David, I want to uh, ask you a question that Gordon and I crunched on the other day a little bit. Um, in the offseason, it seems to me that the the Jazz have addressed a lot of problems that they had last year. You know, we've, we've talked about it a ton, you know, namely shooting and spacing and those sorts of things. While addressing those issues from last year, did they create others for next year? Sure, they don't have any shooting on the bench. That's uh, none. <laughs> well, no shooting. I mean, they had Kyle Korver, right? And Kyle Korver's being replaced by Don. You're, right now, your your guard backups are thirty percent career three point shooters. Hmm. Is that maybe why that I've heard rumors from uh, Tony Jones and others that that maybe Joe Ingles might move to the bench or have a little bit different role? Um. So I I have not heard that. Um. And I, I think I've read a lot of that. Um, I think people should be really careful with that one. I mean, Joe Ingles deserves the right to start if he'd like to, right? Like, he's kind of earned that, in my opinion. Um, and so, um, I, I, you know, it might be better for the team in some ways, but, like, Joe's going to have to be the one that says that that's all right. And I'm not totally convinced that he would. He's absolutely there. I haven't talked to him. I don't know. Um, you know, like Joe's been really important in his league and has a pretty decent name for himself. And, you know, don't for, like, oh, I don't, well, why does he care if he starts? You want to know why he cares if he starts? Because if you don't start, you can, you cannot play. It's almost impossible to play 30 minutes. Right? If you don't start... You don't play the first six minutes of the first and third quarter. So there's only now 36 minutes available for you for the entire night. And you're not playing. We don't want Joe Ingles playing 18 straight minutes. 
David, uh, I want to jump back to Donovan Mitchell for a second with his experience with Team USA. We all know, I know you you know as well as anyone, the brilliance of Quinn Snyder and how much Donovan has been able to learn from him. Is there value in hearing a different voice like Popovich? And how valuable is that? Can he learn from a coach, and for that matter, from other coaches and other players with, which, uh, with, with whom he'll be playing in this experience? What's the value there? I don't know. What do you think? I think just the variance of it might be helpful in some way because he might hear something from Pop that he hasn't heard from Quinn. I don't think Popovich is smarter than Quinn, but uh, just hearing it from a different corner could be useful in some way. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, um, I don't know the answer. I, it's a great question, tip of the hat, um, particularly in the sense that I just don't have any idea of the answer. Um, I mean, I guess it depends. You know, I mean, I just think sometimes uh, I, I've been in plenty of circumstances where I'm listening to a lot of people tell me about how so-and-so is like, a, you know, the great voice and leadership. It's just not true. So that's with players. So, um, but I would assume, you know, Pop's good. And, you know, for all we know, Kemba's great. Right? Kemba's a total world first-class star. Um, Kyle Lowry is gone through a whole heck of a lot for Tommy. Oh, there's a lot of people around. Hopefully they're all good. David, what um, in talking about Donovan taking the next step next year, I'm not convinced that, you know, that'll be all that obvious by the stats, right? I mean, you know, 24 points a game, is that really going to go up to 28, especially since they've added some some other weapons that can put the ball in the hoop? What is going to be your measuring stick for Donovan next year on his improvement? Oh, I mean, it's efficiency in shot selection. Uh, he took a huge amount of shots um, – in that floater zone, uh, which is, you know, before in the paint, but but not at the rim. And, and those are really low-efficiency shots. And then um, in Donovan's case particularly, um, they were not efficient. Um, so I, I think that that's really, you know, that would be the thing I'm looking at probably more than anything else is an evolution of his shot selection there. Um, last year, only Pascal... Do we lose David? David, you with us? Let's see if we can reconnect to David. Yeah, I think we lost him there. So, well, uh, what do you think, Gordon? How are you going to measure Donovan's improvement next year? I, I think more on a team level, and obviously, we all look at Donovan Mitchell and expect the spectacular from him. But the consistency, his ability to read and recognize situations and to, uh, to, to, so in other words, to help his teammates and watch him do things himself that, are, uh, that we've come to expect out of him. Which I, I think essentially is what uh, what David yeah. was was getting to. I, th- I thought uh, him talking about shot selection was interesting because the efficiency has always been a bit of an issue. Well, let's let's have David finish his thought. David's uh, back with us. David, please continue. So Donovan, the, those floater, and I, I think I cut off right when I was talking about the floater non mm-hmm. um, paint shots or paint non restricted area. So Donovan took the second most of anyone in the NBA, 569 of those last year. He shot 39.2 on those shots. The Of the top 20 players in the league, 
who took that shot. That's the lowest percentage. Of the top 30 players in the league who took that shot, he's the lowest percentage, including Andrew Wiggins. You have to go to Josh Jackson, who was 46th in the league in attempts to find someone who had a lower percentage than Donovan Mitchell on that shot. So one of two things. One, I think he's greatly got to reduce that shot because now there's other guys around. So if he keeps the dribble alive, Nash is out from underneath and moves the basketball, it's actually to a viable shooter. And and two, he must improve that shot. Like that's that's the other thing is that, you know, if you're not going to be able to get to the rim as much as you did in your first year in the league, that's not the shot that needs to be increased. Um, you need to find other ways to do it. And that's just evolute. That's the, how his game will evolve. But that's the primary area where he's got to get out of and, and, and get into other and do something differently with his game. Having more space on the floor, that should help, right? Well, you, you would think so. And I'm not necessarily um, on board with your premise that he averages less, that we can't see it. I think it might, be, it might turn out to be really obvious. I agree. I think he might average 27, 28 points a game. Wow. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, if, if, if we believe in the floor spacing is going to be better and that we're not, they're not going to want to leave guys, even though you've got someone like Mike Conley and you've got someone like Bogdanovich out there, um, you, you, still, uh, you still want Donovan making most of the plays. Like, Donovan's still the primary number one option. I don't want to be reducing possessions out of my number one option. Um, and then the second thing I would say to that is, you know, some of the guys that moved on weren't, that, weren't necessarily low-possession guys, right? Like, it wasn't like Jay Crowder was basketball. Those shots are all there to be had. Um, and so, you know, if, so Rubio took 11 shots a game. I, I would guess Mike Conley's going to take... 12, 13. Jay Crowder took 10 a game. So I would guess that Bogdanovich probably, and Favors took 18. I mean, took eight. So there's 18 shots available there. Like, I think those other guys are going to get shots. I don't necessarily know that Donovan's 19 is going to come way down off that number. Maybe it is. Maybe Donovan will be, you know, um, very deferential early on, and that number will come down. But particularly after the way he played for the second half of the season, I don't want that number to come down. David, earlier this week we had Justin Zanuck on for about 22, 23 minutes. And in spite of Jake asking leading questions in which he was trying to get Justin in trouble. Yeah, he, I did that. He did He did offer some pretty interesting information. I, the overall feel from uh, his uh, comments was that He's optimistic about what they've achieved here, and he's not boasting or bragging or predicting about anything. But I'm curious to hear your comments on that, because usually when you have time to think things through, you come up with all kinds of different impressions of what's taken place. And what what are you thinking about this group and what Justin, among others, was able to accomplish? So I love the shooting, um, and and I love the fact that they... You know, all reports were that they were zeroed in on Miritich, and then they pivoted and were willing to up the money to go get uh, Bogdanovich. I mean, that was the the money on Miritich was going to be considerably less than Bogdanovich. I'm super impressed um, that they made that kind of move. Uh, the second note that I would say, uh, I love I love the shooting that they have, obviously, and the fact that you know, 
we're all big fans of, of Rudy and Derek, and you just cannot comment enough about Derek's personality, particularly the fact he's holding a camp in Utah. Uh, but at the same time, the combination of Rudy and Derek, this is not a comment about either Rudy or Derek, but the combination of Rudy and Derek was the only big man combination in the NBA in which the guys could not shoot, not dribble, and not pass. Right? Mm-hmm. So we were playing just 12 minutes a night, brilliant defensive minutes, but 12 offensive minutes a night that, um, that, you know, we're really, I think, restricting the team. So for them to make those moves were great. And what it leads to, all of that comes back around to the single thing I'm most excited about the Jazz is the two players to me that are the key to the Utah Jazz season are Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I feel very comfortable on what I'm getting from virtually all other players, Dante and Moody, probably a little unknown, but I know what I'm getting from Conley. I know what I'm getting from Bogdanovich. I know what I'm getting from Ingles. I know exactly what I'm getting from Ed Davis. I know exactly what I'm going to get from Jeff Green. They're, they're adults. They're professionals. They're going to deliver. Is Donovan going to become more efficient? Is space going to help Donovan? Is, is having other guys going to shoot relieve Donovan? Is he going to be a different – is Donovan in year three suddenly this, this thing we're hearing out of, um, out of camp going on? I'm going to talk to Ben Golliver here in just a minute when we're done. That's my next conversation. Who's covering it right now to find out more um, and see, you know, is, is, Don, is, this, is Donovan going to just become an unreal beast in year three? Can Rudy – have as big a defensive impact without Derek Favors and for the, you know, be a third time defensive player of the year or candidate. Those, if those two things happen, then we're great. And if you have built a roster that is relying on your two best players to be great, you've done something really, really well. If we're going into the season relying on Emmanuel Moutier to be great, that's not fair to Emmanuel Moutier, and that's unlikely to be true. But if you're relying on Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert, and that's the key to the whole thing, then you've built your roster right. David, as always, thank you for jumping on and giving us a few minutes. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Talk to you guys soon. See you, David. David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. It's an interesting conversation. How will we see improvement in Donovan Mitchell this next season? But I agree with David. I think he is, you've said it many times, Jake, that of all the players on the Jazz roster, the one who who will benefit the most from the additions, it'll be Donovan Mitchell. I just am not so sure. I mean, making the leap from 24 to 28 points a game, that's a big leap. But, just, but think about it. Yeah, those guys that were here before, and David was saying this, they were jacking up shots, too. That's true, and he's right about that. They mm-hmm. were just missing too many of them. Really, that's only two more made shots, right? Right. No, that's true. Or two I mean, more trips to the free throw line. But just think about how worked up everybody got when Gordon Hayward went from averaging 17 points to averaging 18 and a half. Everybody, next stop, <laughs> All Star Game. Woo-hoo! You know, is he better than Paul George? Right. Yeah. Exactly. The efficiency will, you know, if he just makes one more shot a game, just out of that, uh, you know, I don't know. It'll be, and it gets to the free throw line. A couple more times. Because we know that the spacing that you mentioned will be available to him to take advantage of those circumstances in which he is one-on-one and he can take his defender to the hoop. Going to the line more would be a big deal. That would be the easiest way yeah, to, to, James Harden. Yeah, to get those numbers up. There's no Well, ask Carl Malone. 
He made a living at the line in the latter part of his Carl, uh, career. Carl's hunting up in Alaska or somewhere. Last time Austin tried to call him, he was hunting coyote or something, wasn't he? That's right. He had one in his sight. Want to remind you about our friends at Syringa, Verizon, and XO customers. If you were recently notified that some of your telecommunications services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks, Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call today, 385-420-8221. That number again, 385-420-8221, Syringa Networks. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you, join The Zone and ARUP coming up on Friday from 10 until 3 at ARUP, 9786 South, 500 West. Come save a life, donate some blood. Takes only about 30 minutes and you'll receive a Megaplex gift card, popcorn voucher, and tons of jazz gear. And uh, most importantly, you can meet Austin. He'll be there. That's really important. It is important. I know. Austin's great with listeners in person. I know. That's why I said it. And and he and Tony both will chat with you. Well, Austin, we'll, we'll, tell, yeah, oh, we'll tell you the difference in our vacation budgets. Indeed. I'll show you the ledger, even. It was a big topic on today's show. Yeah. What you, you can already... catch it online at 1280thezone.com or anywhere you get your podcast. He went like 8,000 miles away, and you went like 80. That's almost accurate, yeah. Well. Doesn't mean he had a better time than you. That's almost accurate, yeah. <laughs> Did you just, just wonder if Tony would chat with our listeners? I was kidding. I've known Tony for a long time, and let me tell oh, you this. Tony will chat that. with anybody. <laughs> it's one of his great talents. He is a, a personable fella who does not mind swapping a few stories. And he actually cares about every topic that anyone brings up. Like he's 100%. Not, he's not just you know trying to be nice. He will talk to you about any topic no. you want to breach. Yeah, Tony's, Tony's into it. He's, he's a genuine guy that way. I always well, like that about Tony. Would you do the show with Tony? Austin, what uh, topic does he like to talk about that you don't want to hear about? Himself. (laughs) Or anything Chicago sports. Michigan, Michigan, Chicago, the Bears, the Cubs, Michigan. Occasionally Montana Grizzlies. And how often does all that stuff come up? Uh, Twice a day. You you know what? And I thought about doing this when uh, when I was doing the show with Tony. But you guys should come up with some sort of like uh, you know like a ding or something like that every time the Cubs, Bears, or Wolverines come up. <laughs> We're working on something. I don't you? want Tony to know about it. I'll oh, tell okay. you off. I, I won't. Uh, I won't spoil it. But that would be that would be funny. I think you should get like a styrofoam bat, and every time he brings it up, you can hit him over the head with it. Wow. No, Assault, ones, like a like a like a, a foam bat. Yeah, let's let's not go let's not go down that road. <laughs> no, well, Gordon said I could. Remember that big foamy finger that used to be in here? Yeah, something you like mean that. the the you mean from my my wedding? Is that what that was from? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd forgotten. That we had idea. we had big foam fingers made up for the little you know to give to everybody. You don't remember that? Now I do, and it was somebody stuck it on that thing right there. Yeah. No, here's the thing with Tony. He's a magician about talking about the teams that he cares about because he'll he'll 
figure out a way to jam it into a local topic. <laughs> it's actually really impressive. It is really impressive. It's a real, it's a, it's a real skill. So, in other words, uh, Donovan Mitchell will really improve in his third season for the Utah Jazz. That reminds me when Gale Sayers was playing for the Bears, exactly. back in '63. Uh, you know, it's kind of like Harbaugh's third season at Michigan <laughs> when he did this and that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's very good at it. Any opening. Listen to uh, Tony and Austin, by the way. They have a great show. Please. 10 to noon <laughs> each and every day. Oh, Tony doesn't mind we us teasing him a little bit. Tony's Tony's like Gordon. He's a good sport. Because I tease Tony a lot when uh, when we did the show together. Just do you tease Tony, I'm trying too. to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was laughing at Austin's reaction. Please. Yeah, it's us. <laughs> Please listen. I'm begging you. Or go see him this Friday at ARUP Blood Services. Yeah. Save, uh, save a life in the process. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing about Tony is he has a really freakish memory. Like, if you want to break down what happened on third and eight in the uh, 1993 game between the <laughs> Cowboys and the 49ers in the, with three and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. He's your man. He's your guy. Hmm. He'll tell you exactly. Uh, DJ is a little bit that way, too. DJ is, mm-hmm. is very much that way yeah. as well. I remember uh, – uh, we not to get too sidetracked on this, but I, I remember. I do you remember Memento Kerr showed up after he had signed uh, a free agent contract, and he showed up at the airport. Or I think that's where we were. We were at the airport for some reason. Maybe it was for something else. We anyway, were doing a show at the airport. No, no, no. We were going there to interview him, like oh. like in the concourse or whatever. And uh, there was an Air Force football game going on. I can't remember who Air Force was playing, but I just asked DJ something like, "Hey, did you catch the score?" And not only did DJ know the score, but he rattled off play by play what happened in like the entire game. He's like, well, then on first and 10, they ran student body left and gained two and a half yards. And then it seriously rattled off like the whole quarter. I'm like, I'm like, geez, DJ. Tell you those sports nerds that uh, we share these airwaves with. They're funny guys. I don't, if I had to choose between Tony and DJ for my phone a friend. I'm not sure how I could choose. Oh, either one would be terrific. It, it wouldn't be a wrong answer. Yeah. No, you'd you'd be good to go. Well, I don't know. What if it, what if the topic were not sports though? That's why I meant for the because sports. Get, yeah. I know, I know, but uh, but Are you a lifeline. Yeah, the phone yeah, friend uh, on uh, what was that silly game show? A millionaire. Yeah, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. But but see, that's that's the thing. Which one of them would be more well-rounded enough that they would have expertise in other fields? That's who you've got to pick for that your phone be, a friend, that would right? Be DJ, wouldn't it? Tony's pretty into sports. No, no I, I mean, I'm talking about other other subjects. See, I don't I don't know because neither one of them strikes me as all that well-rounded. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Kabooey! Shots fired! <laughs> no, I think they're, they're into well sports. Rounded. That's no. all I'm saying. That's not a they're, shot. They're into other stuff, too. Come on, they're Renaissance men. All right, we've got some quotes. Well, let's get to it around the corner because we'll have a little more time to talk about it. Uh, uh, Kevin Durant makes his first comment since getting injured in the NBA Finals, and uh, we'll let you know a couple of things he had to say. Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. When you look at Utah football, who is in position and favored by most to win the Pac-12, to win the division again, get to a New Year's Six, all of that, they had to pay for it. They had to invest a million dollars into recruiting. They spend more than any public school, more than any in the Pac-12. They've spent the most, and here they are. It's showing in the numbers of players that are choosing to play for Utah and the caliber of that talent. When Utah first entered the Pac-12, Tony, they 
were top of the Mountain West talent, bottom of the Pac-12 talent. Now they're top of the Pac-12 talent, and that's because, as you've just pointed out, they bought into it. They invested into it, and now their ROI is really paying off on the field. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Tell me why ain't nothing but a you go to uh, 1280thezone.com for the tour of utah podcast podcast includes how to train for the summer of cycling in the best spots to go see the upcoming tour of utah you know i just walked into the producer's booth in there and it's like 15 degrees warmer in there i know it's it's nice and pleasant in it there. is nice and balmy and, and lloyd was in there with <laughs> like this pullover and this jacket and he goes I said, man, it's nice in here. And he said, yeah, I'm thinking about maybe taking one of our, my layers off. <laughs> I wanted to kill it. Lloyd has the production studio next to our studio, and we're on the same whatever, thermostat or whatever, and it's just so cold. <laughs> we shouldn't complain about it. People, I'm sure people are tired of it, but yeah, it I is know. so cold in here. <laughs> All right. Uh, I feel like uh, we're doing cryotherapy in here, and we're going to get frostbite. Like Antonio Brown? Yeah. Did you make yourself look at the picture of his feet? No, I didn't. It's pretty gross. You got to wear those boots. Well, right? he, he did not. He just hopped on in there. How are you doing that unsupervised, by the way? I don't know. Hmm. All right. Kevin Durant uh, has spoken for the first time since he left uh, in game five of the NBA finals with that torn Achilles. Gordon. And what did he say? Well, he said a bunch of stuff, but he talked to Crispy Haynes of Yahoo Sports. And uh, I guess the, the biggest thing people want to know is how he feels about the Warriors putting him in that position to play or, you know, kind of mm-hmm. whether it was pressure or how that was handled and if he was upset about it. Here's the uh, the quote. He said, quote, hell no. How can you blame the Warriors? Hell no. I heard the Warriors pressured me into getting back. Nobody never said a word to me during rehab as I was coming back. It was only me and Rick who is their director of sports medicine, uh, working out every day. Right when the series ended, I, I targeted game five. Hell nah. It just happened. It's basketball. Bleep happens. Nobody was responsible for it. It was just the game. We just need to move on from that bleep because I'm not, or because I'm going to be back playing. Unquote. He won't be suing anybody. I, I, I'm glad he's, he said that. Listen, Gordon, we know some people who work, um, you know, in the medical staffs and those sorts of things behind the scenes. These guys, 100%, at least the ones I know yeah. and have interacted with, mm-hmm. they 100% have the player's best interest at heart. Yeah. I mean, and, you hear these horror stories about certain certain individuals pressuring players, get back out on the field. I think most of that's uh, just uh, that's myth. 
these guys, they are medical professionals, and they, they want to take care of their people. Well, and especially nowadays where agents have bigger roles in those yeah. sorts of things, there, there are multiple voices and people looking out for the best interest of these players. And I won't go through the, the, the quote exactly because it's, it's a little bit long, but he basically said, he said, I targeted game five to get out there. Mm-hmm. I was going to get out there. And then he said it's why he played even though they were up 3-1 because he wanted to play play in the finals it was about him he wanted to be out there and he was working his butt off to get out there and he said he felt good he felt good and he was ready and stuff happens and i i'm glad he said that because the warriors shouldn't be dragged through that if that's not the case and and i admire kevin's want to be there for his teammates and to play Mm -hmm. and and he could have easily uh, said, nope, guys, I'm I'm good, and you're winning anyway, so what do I care? Why don't you go get that title, and, and uh, I'm going into next season healthy. You know, he could have done that. He wanted to play. He worked his butt off to go play, and stuff happens. So I, I, I'm glad Kevin Durant said that because I, I'm sure that's exactly what happened. In your career, Jake, have you seen misuse and that kind of thing or abuse? No, I have not. Have you? I've been thinking back uh, uh, over the years, and I really I don't think so. A couple of other things uh, he talked about. He asked when his decision was made to leave Golden State. He said June 30th. Yeah, right. He said that morning, I never want. He said that morning, I never wanted to disrespect the game by putting my focus on the future. It was always about that day, focusing on that day, and what was most important that day. And throughout the season, basketball is the number one thing. That's impossible. It is impossible. That is absolutely horseradish. Well, and then it, it kind of conflicts with what that's sorry, that's a great. I, I, I love that sandwich. actually. Uh, I'm kind of hungry. Um, he was he, he kind of contradicts it a little bit because um, he was asked about the Knicks, the noise around him going to the Knicks, and he says that was crazy. Everybody was saying that. And then he goes on to say that um, it was if it wasn't the Warriors, it was the Nets. It was always the Nets. Yeah, nobody so wants he, to go play for the Knicks. Are you kidding me? But he had obviously thought about it. He didn't yeah. roll out of bed June 30th and think, you know. Yes. Brooklyn might be nice. That's that's my point. These guys think about it. It's their future. You can't tell me. It's a, you're only human. And we hear that all the time. I'm not thinking about the future. Oh, BS, man. You are thinking about the future. I think You'd you put it great. You, you put it the best. Because you're human. Yeah. Because that's what you do. You think about your future. And maybe, hey, maybe you're not actively tampering and inviting players and do all this and that. But you're certainly thinking about it. You know, Jake, it didn't even really occur to me to think about any other team until June 30th. And then I plucked the nets of all teams <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> what a load. That is so stupid. But that's what he wants to say. I guess he can go ahead and lie. So, anyway, he covered a bunch or a, a lot in this article by Chris B. Haynes. It's certainly worth a read. Check it out at yahoosports.com. But I, I'm glad he doesn't hold a grudge against the Warriors for the handling of injuries because that's, that's a really delicate topic. That's a delicate thing with a he lot of wa- athletes. He wanted to play. Yeah. He and, wanted to play. And you can't fault him for that. Nope. And he wanted to work to get back because yeah. he wanted to play. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's an admirable thing. And I'm sure the Warriors were, were doing everything they could to help him, but do it responsibly. And it sounds like that's how he feels. Yeah, indeed. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We've got everything going on. on.
Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You getting ready to rock your body, Gordon? Are you uh, Are you going to get over there into the bowl? I have not called my wife back. You haven't uh, You haven't checked yet if you're going to go uh, and uh, get your Backstreet Boys on tonight? You should go. She wants to go. You should go. Why wouldn't you go? Because <laughs> it means he has to well, get a tattoo. Why aren't you going? Uh, Backstreet Boys aren't necessarily my thing, but and my wife saw the Backstreet Boys a couple of years ago down in Vegas, so I think she got her fill. You know, she went down there with her girlfriend. That's the real answer. What? That she doesn't want to go? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I know it's the real answer. Your wife does want to go. She got her fill, did she? Yeah, she had a good time with her friends, though. Wow, she went all the way to Vegas to see them. Yeah, they did like a group trip to Vegas to check it out. She must have really wanted to go. Uh, what, which Backstreet Boy was she... Uh, in love with. I have uh, no idea, but I think it was more about the trip with the girls than it necessarily <laughs> was the concert. But you, I guess you'd have to ask her that. She had a good time, I know. How good? Uh, what do you mean, how good? I just, did she, was she getting crazy down there in Vegas? I don't know. She was, I think, six, seven months pregnant at the time. So I don't know how <laughs> how crazy she really could have gotten. But I, I, I see what you're trying to dig for. I'm not doing anything over here. I just wonder if she had a good time. Uh, I've been to Vegas uh, a lot with my wife, and she can she can cut loose down there. She? she has a good time. Yeah. My wife had a good time. How good? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> what is that even supposed to mean? I don't know. I have no idea. Am I going to end up at this concert tonight? I Now I really hope so, and I hope it costs you a, a lot. Well, the tickets... If, How uh, much? <laughs> 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 a lot. Something tells me. Well, a hey, lot. listen, Gordon, enjoy the show. All right, have uh, a good time. No, Embrace it. That. I don't know whether that's what's going to be happening tonight. Uh, now, for a lot of other people who enjoy it, I hope they do. Is it what Lisa wants to do? I kind of got that impression, yeah. but then I, then I hung up, and so I haven't faced the reality. Be yet. proactive, man. Go downstairs. Go down to the box office and grab a couple of tickets. You think? Yeah, get down there and get it done. What? The? Maybe it will, you know, benefit you down the road, if you know what I'm getting at. What are you getting at? She's going to be in a good mood. What else? What do you mean? How good? <laughs> How much is it going to benefit me? Okay, Chester, that's enough. That's enough of that. You put it that way. Where is the box office? I'm on my way. Big thanks to Chris Kimrani, who joined the show from The Athletic today. Thanks to David Locke, who jumped on with us as well. Those interviews uh, are up online at 1280thezone.com, or you can get them wherever you get podcasts. Simply search out The Big Show, give us a subscribe, and you'll get all of our wonderfully great content each and every day. Ain't nothing but a heartbreak. Heartache. What is it? How's the song? Going? Uh, you're going to be rocking out to it in a couple of hours. What dance it shoes on? Get it and just go, man. Have a good time. I'm cheering for you. <laughs> you just want me to suffer, don't you? Why would it suffer? You just you said earlier in the show you like the Backstreet Boys, and there's, I, I said there's there nothing to suffer. That I thought it was okay. Concerts yeah. are fun. You can have a good time. You know how many concerts I go to? And you're going to go to another one tonight. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna show up tomorrow. You're gonna go. You know what? We had a really good time. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about it. Right, I better hurry up and make up my mind. Well, if you do, have fun. Uh, thanks to Austin, executive producer of the Big Show. 
Thank Austin, you, Austin's Gordon. Big smile on his face. I'm watching slippery stairs. I'm sorry. Austin's watching the Ocho, uh, the <laughs> thing they've got going on. Is this just today, by the way? Yeah, it's just today on ESPN. Slippery stairs. What's, what, is it real, what's it made they, out of? They put butter on these uh, on this visqueen-covered stairs, and wow. you have to climb your way up. Wow. Anyway, that we're wrapped. Difficult. Sorry. Aren't they? It looks like they're hosing it down with something too. Uh, we will talk to you tomorrow on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.